0: lot going on and there was the stress levels were probably way over the top a couple of things happened very quickly and then that resulted in me doing what would normally fix it which would of course be by drinking more i got to a point where it wasn't working anymore was losing things that I care deeply about and it all happened very quickly for me flying is something that I dearly love the fact that I was in a position with the amount of alcohol I was drinking that I may not ever fly again was probably the biggest cursor for me to know that I was in a really bad spot. You know, to say that I didn't make me nervous to be around a lot of people that the whole world was drinking, um, it did. But it, was, it was uncomfortable and you, and you had that feeling of not fitting in initially at first, but um, look, it soon goes and there's always somebody there and, and strangely enough, a lot more than you think that aren't actually drinking as well.
1: You're listening to Flying Straight, an aviator's guide to navigating through a life of sobriety. People in the flying industry and other walks of life will share their experiences of living a life free of alcohol and other drugs. You will also hear from experts in the world of addiction and self-improvement. Join Andrew O'Mealy, airline pilot and non-practicing alcoholic, as he takes you on a journey. Discovering how a sober life can lead to a deeper level of happiness. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this fourth episode of Flying Straight, piloting a sober life. I'm your host, Andrew O'Mealy, talking to you from the sunny coast, Queensland, Australia. Although I'll be heading down to Sydney tomorrow to do ground school and two simulator sessions. It's the first time in almost a year that I've had to do this due to COVID. The airline has sprung this on with not a lot of notice, so I'm feeling just a little bit anxious about doing this. My mind has been so far out of the cockpit for so long that I've changed my mindset from airline pilot mode to that of a full-time university student. Completely different worlds. The good news is, from what I've heard, that it all comes back Pretty quickly. Anyway, my guest today is Hilton Ward, and I have no doubt that his story will resonate with quite a few of you, especially if you've worked in out of the way places. Hilton calls Winton, Queensland home, and he's the owner operator of a successful charter business. And with that business, he manages both fixed wing aircraft and helicopters. I consider him a remote area expert. He flies both in the desert and around lonely islands scattered across the top of Australia. His schedule is always changing, so I'm really grateful that things have worked out and his plans to visit the Sunshine Coast have eventuated. So we chat, amongst other things, about living a life free of alcohol in isolated areas where a strong drinking culture is often the norm. Okay there, Hilton. It's good to see you. You've finally caught you here on the Sunshine Coast, Queensland. You're a hard man to catch. Uh, You could be in Winton, Queensland, where you're based, or the next day I could find you flying up in the Torres Strait of the tip of Australia, flying helicopters around there. But at the moment, you've come to the big smoke to... Well, the Sunshine Coast isn't exactly the big smoke, but uh, you're here for some kind of meeting. What's that all about?
0: yeah thank you, Andrew, and good to be here. um We do a tourism expo this evening, well from lunchtime onwards today, uh just spreading the word, getting the word out there. We do a, a well, that's our our thing out at Winton. We try and um show out the outback of Australia to the the rest of australia and uh when when the time's right, the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, a beautiful part of the world <laughs> out there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So
1: you've uh, you've brought your fiance along. You've, you've she's come along on a yeah. free holiday. Is well, that, she's that's... actually
0: my near enough my opposition. She um she has her own business with four wheel drive buses on aviation, obviously, and uh, we're going to yeah spread the word together tonight. So all a collaborative approach to the outback, and we're looking forward. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, I,
1: yeah, I look forward to getting out there. Have you found that there's many. More, well, it's only domestic tourism at the moment. Has, has it suffered because of COVID or is it actually booming a little bit because of the whole rise in caravanning and Australians holidaying in their own backyard?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's your answer. That's exactly what's happening and, and it's great. And then they're going home and spreading the word and, and of course that's got an on-flow effect. Uh, the end of last year and by all indications this year are looking amazing. So we're yeah, very, right. very happy. Oh yeah. no, good one. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a good good story, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, excellent. So uh, you're a successful owner, operator of a, a charter business, at Elite Aviation. That's right. Yeah, uh, Elite yeah, Aviation ha- Services, yeah. 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 How long's that been running for?
0: Uh be it's fifth year this year. So oh, cool. um we operate as outback from above, but it's uh oh, I it's, it's it to be honest, it's a uh, fantastic lifestyle it's it, and anyway, we love well, i absolutely love what I do so that's all part of the journey yeah isn't okay yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: oh excellent mate yeah i see on your company website it lists some of the destinations that you have to offer and it goes on from the great barrier reef to the whitsunday islands whitehaven beach uh gilberton outback retreat and wallaman falls and you also run dinosaur tours and movie experiences and that's just scratching the surface there. Um, one of the things I saw on the website was Orpheus Island. And when I saw that, and I know to get out to Orpheus, that's in a, a seaplane. Uh, you did a fair bit of seaplane stuff flying uh, in there.
0: Yeah, it used to be seaplane. It's, it, uh, and actually, it was um, it was me instigated using helicopters. So, oh, <laughs> and right. we put the helicopter on the AOC. But that used to be, in, in a previous life, I was out there every day. So that yeah. was part of it. But... Um, these days, uh, another operator um, utilises that, and, and that, yeah, it's, it's going well. So that's good to see.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was uh, previously seaplane operation, and um, and that was great too. You know, Let's see, but yeah. the helicopters has always been my thing. And I tend to sway that way a bit. Oh, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That uh, that seaplane gig on that—that's my dream job. I remember that. You know. Living somewhere in North Queensland and just flying out to those islands. I think that would just be magnificent. Oh, it
0: is. It is. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah. Now, you've done some enviable flying stuff all around remote areas, and, and we could go on all day talking about your adventures out there, but as tempting as that is, I'd like to get into the adventure of drinking and sobriety. So... How about we go back to the start? You were born in Chinchilla, and I've never been to Chinchilla, but I know it's uh, the melon capital of the world. And before our thoughts stray too far, that's watermelons, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Good. So you, you grew up there, and uh, is that where you had your first drinking experience?
0: No. No, in actual fact, I, um, I, I, well, my, I live with my grandparents. My grandparents were very... Um, Involved in the community there, and, and they, I spent part of my young life with them. They brought me up part of it, and uh, yeah, and that's why I was born there and, and, and spent a bit of time there when I was younger. But no, I, I didn't start uh, drinking really till I was about 21.
1: Oh, okay, because yeah. uh, I just yeah. thought with that sort of country uh, culture that drinking was probably a big, big part of that to socialise with. You know the local dances in the local halls and that sort of stuff, but that that didn't really no. hook you at that no, that stage of the game. No, no, okay. even, uh, no, not at all. No. Yeah, right. when, when 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 did you start um, thinking that? Oh wow, this is a really really good fun thing to do.
0: <laughs> Probably around the age of twenty one, I was, um, and obviously sociably, at the time that was that was the way to be social and, and, and like everybody. I guess would agree, in most cases, um, a few drinks and and you do relax and and of course I, once I worked that out then I thought a few drinks was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And
1: so early age in you you're I'd say twenty one and then, uh, um, you're not exactly a young guy now. You're, you're not an old guy, <laughs> and in fact you look very young for your age, <laughs> I might add. But so you you have been in sobriety for. around five or six years uh yeah just coming up to five years or this year Yeah, congratulations on that so so you you obviously um for the majority of the time you were drinking you, you you were being a successful business owner and so on so you you handled the the, or, or you could balance that drinking, work, life pretty well for the majority of the time? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and, and that was part of the, the culture, and, and just, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it and, and did it work in my favour um, primarily when I was younger. Yes, it did, really. It was very social. It was very accepted, and, uh, and I was in a good spot for, yeah, I've had a good life, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned uh, to me at one stage you in your early days you were a builder and you did a lot of remote area resort building where was where was that oh
0: yeah yeah and that's um, obviously where the, the drinking came into it because that, that was a, a good way to get things done at the time but uh, yeah anything Heron Island Dunk Badara, Lizard Orpheus all of those oh right um, yeah. I loved it loved doing that too it yeah, was a yeah. good opportunity to get round and and uh, obviously initiated the remote area style which is what yeah. I tend to enjoy
1: yeah so that uh, camaraderie with the other workers yeah. and so I mean on an island there's always the sun sinking in the west there somewhere you can find and that yeah. tropical paradise North Queensland it must have been uh, at the time as a young guy just fitting in you know, yeah the That's thing true. to do yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 right so it uh, it wasn't a problematic type of thing for years it was a a, a means of socialising yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, and you were just like everyone else. You thought, I guess, uh, yeah, drinking the same amounts and. Oh, I was probably probably ahead of them a little bit, but that was fun in itself. Right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do you mean, fun in itself? Oh
0: no, I no, I tended to be. A, a, I've always well at the time I was a, a, quite a big drinker. I, I thought that was normal, but it, it probably yeah. wasn't. Uh, but most people accepted that's that was just how it was. And,
1: yeah, right. yeah. So was it was a bit of a badge of honor in a sense that you drink a bit yeah. more like oh there, there's Hilton these man he can hold these his, yeah. his drink and all that sort of stuff absolutely yeah right and then that didn't continue i'm saying but um, now at the last birds of a feather meeting i i don't think you were there you you probably tied up flying celebrities around the place or or mustering cattle or something like adventurous like that that uh, the the topic was uh, why did we start drinking? You know, why uh, start, did we start drinking in the levels that made our life end up being unmanageable? And, and within the group, all sorts of reasons came out that maybe contributed it, like something, some people mentioned anxiety and fitting in, introversion. And Of course, let's not forget it was that magic potion that allowed us to uh, break down those barriers and 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 drum up the courage to talk to prospective partners but in the end we said it's why we stopped so I'm not going to ask you why you think you were drinking to those levels or you could if, if you think there's a, a one big factor that that may have done it but it sounds like you know it just progressed over time but what what I'd really like to know is why you why you stopped? What 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 got you to that point where you thought, "I, oh, that's it," or even the days leading, or weeks, or whatever, leading up to that point?
0: Yeah, um, my, mine did progress, and, and and it was, and I think anyone in that situation agrees that uh, in my case, it was, yeah, I had a lot going on, and there was the stress levels were probably way over the top. A couple of things happened very quickly, and then that resulted in me doing what would normally fix it which would of course be by drinking more and then we all know that by doing that that it exacerbates the problem and of course that didn't work i got to a point where it wasn't working anymore and all the things that i loved about what i did and and people i cared about were were obviously weren't an option for me at that time anymore. I was I, I was losing things that I care deeply about and it all happened very quickly. So um, for me, flying is something that I dearly love. I obviously do it every every chance I can and I do it for work. Um, the fact that I was in a position with the amount of alcohol I was drinking that I may not ever fly again was probably the biggest, well, by it would be the biggest, cursor for me to know that I was in a really bad spot.
1: Right, okay. So you were saying there was stress levels mm. were rising quickly. Was, it, was that because of something that was going on or was oh, it, it, it?
0: It was, yeah, and it was work related, not so much aviation related, but it was more to do with the, what I'd taken on and, and relationship at the time and, and uh, sale of companies and things like that that all, all changed the way my world was going and it was going beautifully, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but very quickly changed and the way I dealt with it was the wrong way to deal with it. But at the time, that's what had always worked in the past, was to have another drink and just relax and calm, it'll be okay. But I was to the point where I was waking up and it just wasn't going to be okay and, and my way of fixing it was, was not, uh, not going to work.
1: Yeah, right. So it was, a, I guess, a, a short-term fix and yeah. ended up creating a, a whole heap of other... Yeah, so, yeah of course yeah yeah and so flying wide aircraft single pilot and feeling like that did you like you you'd get up sometimes and you, you'd you'd operate you'd go to work but I'm just thinking about because for me in New Guinea I was I was drinking excessive way excessively over long periods of time and, and and I'd go flying and I'd have these horrible sensations when I was flying you know like um anxious or dizzy or whatever you know when I'm <laughs> steep turns and all that sort of stuff did, how, how did you feel at that point of time when you were you were flying around
0: uh, I'd actually got to a point where I stopped flying um, because I knew things weren't great uh, the, the, the job I had at the time and that was part of the stress level was changed it, it changed significantly and I, I i just got to the point where i wasn't flying and i was just trying to get on top of me again just get me back together yeah there, right.
1: so. yeah. yeah and and so you felt like you weren't you weren't hilton you weren't oh, yourself you, you'd look at yourself and think oh shit, what what has yeah where's where this all going
0: yeah 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 absolutely three or four months earlier in the you know in the piece and hilton was exactly with the person that we were all used to but uh I knew myself; it wasn't right. I knew things weren't right, and yeah, right. and they weren't getting better.
1: Did did that happen pretty quickly? Or mm. a, yeah, right. And then, so what? One day, you just said, "That's it." I'm. Ah, oh, just... What was there? A, one day where something happened, and and you thought, "That's it."
0: Um, people around me noticed that I wasn't myself, and and I guess the one day that. Would, would stick in my mind more than any other day it was the day that my um, stepfather uh, phoned me and, and said he'd been talking to a gentleman named Laurie Shaw and uh, and he said that would be the person to talk to. Um, this is his phone number. I suggest you pick up the phone, Hilton. But you're you know you're in a bad space.
1: Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So
0: I did that yep. and um, and that was the start of the rest of my life. Really, uh, it got to that. Yeah. So, okay. That person.
1: Right. So we we hear Laurie's name around a fair bit. He was one of the founding guys in Hims. So before um, any support group, anything like that, or or seeking medical advice, that was the first call that changed, that the, sort of put the brakes on the whole drinking.
0: I tried to do it myself by talking to doctors and, 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 and other people. Yes, yeah. it wasn't like I hadn't talked to anybody. You, you, you'd given it a few I, goes I, yes, as well. Yes, I knew I had a problem and, yeah. and, I, and I needed to deal with it. And of course, in this industry, you've got to be very careful how you deal with it. So you don't want the whole world knowing
1: what's going on. No, that's right. Going it's very on sensitive, and, yeah.
0: And this was handled from the moment I picked up the phone, was handled just everything felt right. There was right. trust and... Um, and I felt even from that point onwards, there's a chance here to, to get things right. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and it was it it's ended up absolutely pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> so you you've stuck your hand up, and did you go and seek some sort of inpatient support, or how did that work?
0: Yeah, so at the time I was um, I, I, I was in a terrible spot. After talking to Laurie. Um, he put some guidelines in place to move forward he wasn't interested in what was wrong really per se he knew what was wrong um and he and his team got together and made a bit of a plan uh for for me to move forward which is what it needed and 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 no i didn't just stop straight away i I wish i was that strong (laughs) uh no i wasn't capable of stopping straight away i i was still hurting and um, and I found that it was a lot harder than, well, obviously I knew it was a lot harder than, than I'd envisaged to be able to give up at that stage, just to, you, you might get away with it for a couple of weeks, but you certainly couldn't continue it long term and, and be happy. And you really need to be yourself and happy to move forward. So we made a plan. Um, he organized for some inpatient um, help with, with Dr. Atherton, who's another... A man, I'm extremely grateful for. Um, I, I care very deeply about him too. He's he's a very good at what he does. And um, I, I got myself back together, and then um, formed a new company um, for myself, to or, or, in in partnership with another another man in there. And and then we sort of branched out and ended up in 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 Winton. As, um, that that just seemed to happen? Like I was saying, you know, I just went from. Uh, an opportunity seemed to arise there and we took a chance, headed out there and fell in love with the place and hence I'm still there. yeah, yeah. Right, I Well, I call that home I bought a home there and yeah yeah, but yeah. it's home to me and 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 my future wife obviously and the dog
1: and the dog now, that's important yeah it's, it's it's very clear why you why you stopped those reasons why you yes. why you stopped and you know, and just back back to that that meeting that I, I mentioned the other day, uh, Roger Healy was in it and uh, Roger always has these pearls. We, you know, Roger. Yes. We were talking about you know why we stopped and why, why, uh, sorry, what, why we started drinking and everyone's trying to work all this out. And then Roger just out of the blue, as he does, he, he said, well, it's like the pickle analogy. And of course everyone just stopped. <laughs> and we said, what, well, what, what's the pickle analogy? And he said, well, You go into the supermarket and you get a jar of pickles. Now, you open up the jar and you could sit there and go, well, when did that cucumber become a pickle? Was it when the pickle first went into the jar or was it an hour after the jar or when I took the pickle out of the jar? It doesn't matter. You wouldn't go up to the the guy working at the supermarket and say, excuse me, when, when do you reckon this cucumber became a pickle? And he'd look, like you, look at you like you're an idiot, obviously. Yeah. So in the end, we were saying, it doesn't matter when you change from a cucumber to a pickle. And we all agreed on that. And then we all sat there thinking, we're just happy to be pickles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, that's uh, what Roger probably tells us. As Roger does, he tells those sort of stories uh, pretty pretty well. Yeah, so... A lot of remote area work—that's been your bread and butter, yes, over the years. Uh, that that can be pretty tough on a recovering alcoholic, you know, as far as bonding with others are concerned. And I found my time in GR—it was a long time ago—we didn't have Skype and access to to social media and so on to connect. You know, we were out. You know, like for example, I flew for a little while at out of Victoria River Down Station fixed wing heli muster, and um, we'd all sit around just, just drinking or or if I can't even remember if that stage I was giving it a go of not to drink or I was drinking. It was that pattern of, but I always found if, if there wasn't that, that bonding through alcohol around the campfire or whatever, there's a dormitory and we all stayed in. It was, it was a pretty lonely existence. Um, now you, you've spent a lot of time now in the in these remote areas with you know and you, you're forced together with these people on occasion and next thing a, an Eskie or whatever will come out or Thursday Island that, that's got a huge drinking culture out there how, how do you deal with that these days being, being the, the sober man because it's hard to find people in sobriety often in these areas
0: yeah it's surprising um I deal with it in a couple of different ways, but I don't find it threatening. And to say I didn't at first wouldn't be true. At at first I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to deal with this? At first I jumped into rolls behind bars, um, things like that. Drinking water and lemonade and all that will suffice for a little while, but tends to become quite unattainable for me. If you're there for long periods, you'd become bloated and wouldn't enjoy it. Uh, To assimilate started to become normal to be... Um, yeah, not drinking was the norm, and, and certainly these days, I don't, it's not any sort of barrier I, at all. I just, it, it, there is, and particularly these days, I think it's getting even better. Uh, There's non alcoholic beers available. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but it's an option, and it's a pretty good option these days. And I've even noticed in the last couple of years, people who are starting to worry are starting to take up that option, um, and just so that they fit in. Just you know, they can assimilate with other peoples. There's, a, I think, there's a couple of options there now. Um, and I, I didn't really do anything different other than the, that I, I, you know, to say that I didn't make me nervous to be around a lot of people that the whole world was drinking. Um, it did, but it was it was uncomfortable, and you and you had that feeling of not fitting in initially at first, but. Um, Look, it soon goes, and there's always somebody there. And, and strangely enough, a lot more than you think that aren't actually drinking as well. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I found that when I was drinking that everyone drank. Yeah. You know? And then when you stop drinking, well, he, well, hang on, he doesn't, and he doesn't, and, and you never notice these yeah. people until it happens. Sometimes it's just being comfortable with our own company for a while, yeah. it's not forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, big day coming up in a few weeks. Uh, you, you know, you, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, strangely enough, I, um, yeah, to get it out there, I am 53. I, I have never been married. I, I don't have any children. And uh, the only thing I've been responsible for is myself. And I'm, <laughs> I'm probably at that stage now where I feel comfortable enough with myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have had a dog for the last, he's eight now, and that's the only dog I've ever had. But I've met a, a lady who um, obviously care very much about and we're getting married uh, this year. So that's pretty good. And she has no children. She's not been married. So it's no, it's, it's the timing. It's funny how the world just... Works out, but I'd certainly so happy, and um, we both are, and we both enjoy what we do thoroughly, and um, couldn't be in a better place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So the timing's just right. Dude.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that's excellent. And. Not that it matters one way or the other. she, she a big drinker, small drinker? Or oh, medium. Uh, medium?
0: Actually, yeah, small. You, I wouldn't even go medium compared to the old standard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, no, yeah. She, she, but she's quite sociable. She's a very sociable person. Yeah, good. Uh, most Friday nights, she'll go to the bar or whatever. And yeah, uh, it's just, no, it's nice. I yeah. I kind of like seeing people being able to do that and enjoy it. And yeah, that's, that's
1: right. We don't, yeah. uh, I mean, as I've I've said in the past you know it's oh, I don't go and lecture the the evils of alcohol because it's evil for me but it's not evil for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's um yeah it's part of part of life in in a lot of ways that yeah we can't force our, our world on every control the rest of the world no. so that's yeah um, so never been married before it, it, did that have anything to do with the drinking or was it just the timing wasn't <laughs> right or
0: i've worked remote most of my life but to say that the, the drinking didn't have anything to do with it would be pretty incorrect i think yeah well, right. you know i'd hate to admit that but you'd have to think surely yeah. know, that'd have to be part of it
1: yeah mm. you've done really well you've, you've you're a successful owner operator you, you fly helicopters fixed wings seaplanes. You know, you're head of tourism bodies in out in the outback, and uh, what's the other one? The, the, a music festival out there as well. Oh, yeah. it's the, the Outback Festival.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're president festival. of that as well. Yeah, so right. yeah, the
1: future's all coming together for you. Mate. You're you're living uh, a really fulfilling sober life, and your story of not only managing your life as a sober pilot, but moving forward and overcoming challenges and working hard and persisting is really amazing. You know, you you're an inspiration for not only pilots but you know those long distance truck drivers or people working on the land or miners all, all those people that even though they're not pilots they they're in the same boat as you. you Absolutely. Know, yeah, they they're in these isolated areas and 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 they're surrounded by those pressures of 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 socialising and so on, and limited support, and that's one huge thing there. You know, for you to be out there, you know, amongst you know a limited number of people, and and no town nearby, it's it's really you're drawing on a lot of strength within there. So that's that's is just fantastic. You know, and, and you you demonstrate like that self improvement all the time, going from strength to strength, from business and marriage and and so on, and The self-improvement is really important, but what I'm starting to see now getting to know you is that selfless improvement where you're you're becoming involved in hymns and birds and so on. So this self, I like to call it selfless improvement with your willingness to to help others. So safe travels across those beautiful remote areas where you can be alone with your thoughts and away from the hustle and bustle and all that technology. It was been really great to have a chat with you mate thank you
0: very much andrew and and same to you and all the best and and yes for those out there that are sort of struggling with it all just don't ever lose hope that they'll pick up the phone or talk to your friends and that's all it's about is just connecting with people everyone we're all the same so um yeah just stop the hurt and move forward yeah great take thanks, care mate. all yeah. the best mate thanks Be mate
1: Ta. Yeah. i find it really inspirational to come across someone with the resilience to maintain a sober life even with the limited access to support of family or even a recovery group because of their sometimes isolated existence. I'm confident there will be those out there, not just pilots, but others from different walks of life, living in similar environments who will relate to Hilton's story. Maybe you'll be able to put some of his advice into practice. I hope you have enjoyed this edition of Flying Straight, Piloting a Sober Life. I really appreciate the feedback and support from a number of you out there that have listened to previous episodes. All comments and tips for improvement are most welcome. You can contact me via email, andrew at flyingstraight.com.au and if you'd like to check out the HIMSS websites in Australia, it is OzHymns.org.au, And for our friends in New Zealand, it's Hymns.org.nz, And our US friends, it's himsprogram.com. I look forward to sharing another adventure with you soon.